Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's pretty fitting. Got to be pretty cool for Michael Grady to, in his first year as the TV play-by-play voice of the Minnesota Timberwolves, they visit Indianapolis one time on that schedule. And that one time happens to be the night before Thanksgiving. One of the greats and obviously bright, bright stars in the industry. You've heard him on the Ease Airways for years. He is Michael Grady, and he's with us right now. MG, good morning, and uh, happy early Thanksgiving to you. Happy early Thanksgiving. Good to be on with you guys. And, uh, no, I really feel uh, lucky with the schedule. Uh, it worked out my first year in Brooklyn, too. Happened to come to Indianapolis right around Christmas, and so I was able to be home for the holidays. So someone's looking out for me, uh, and I appreciate it. Do you guys you- stay here? Sorry, do you, you guys stay here Wednesday night? Uh, yeah, we'll fly in today. And um, no, no, the team leaves Wednesday night, but I'll Got stay. it. The t- yeah, the team will leave after the game. But I'll stick around and catch up in Charlotte later. Nice. So do you feel more yeah. blessed that you are doing the Timberwolves now, one of the bright young teams in the NBA, or that you are not having to deal with the circus that is the Brooklyn Nets? Uh, you know what? It's, 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 t- it's tough. It's tough because the only thing I hated about Brooklyn was the non-basketball stuff. I mean, that was it. So, um, but everywhere I go, every time I you know, see some of the – uh, you know, my colleagues around the league, you know, that's the first thing they say, like, man, you, you got out of there at the exact right time. And um, and there's truth to that because when you have that kind of talent on a roster, like Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, or Kyrie Irving, the last thing you want to be talking about is anti-Semitic comments. Or in the past few years, uh, the, the vaccination situation, or before that, the other nonsense, you know, that was going on with the team. So, um, no, there's there's definitely uh, a sense of relief that I don't have to deal with that headache. But everything else about Brooklyn, absolutely love. Michael, let's talk about, you know, when you talk about the talent across the board, I mean, Minnesota has that. They're fascinating to me because obviously, uh, you know, open disclaimer, it's not like I'm watching every Timberwolves game, but they're becoming a team that you are – no matter what, if you follow the NBA, you're hearing about them because they are a bright, rising team. And I'm intrigued by Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns because these are two really good young players. But sometimes you see, Michael, with teams that have two bright stars like that, late in games, they're kind of figuring out which one is the guy and which one is the supporting cast. Has that been in any way, shape, or form anything that they've had to kind of work through in Minnesota? And not just really between those two, Jake, but you have D'Angelo Russell, who is a, a scoring point guard. And then you have Rudy Gobert, who no one is going to confuse with a Shaq or a big man who needs to rock in the post to score 25, 30 a game. But he's still a big presence that, that gets open looks inside that needs his touches as well. And it just makes you well-rounded and opens up things on the perimeter because we know how much how important spacing is in the NBA. So not just Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns, but there are other guys who their inclination is to eat on the offensive end as well. And so their big challenge as a unit is doing other things to sacrifice for each other. So if Anthony Edwards is looking out there trying to score, but Carl Anthony Towns is cooking, well, is Ant still cutting? Is he setting screens for his teammates? What is he doing off the ball to sacrifice for the greater good? 
Same thing for D'Angelo Russell. Same thing for Towns when he's not getting touches. And so that's been an evolution for this squad that was not pretty early in the season that's improved as the season has gone along. Have they had to massage through, Michael? You know, when you look at the Pacers, to use it in comparison for people here, I think when Turner and Sabonis were were playing together, to your point, the problem is they both were trying to kind of occupy the same space. For Minnesota, when you've got Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, do they play them? I mean, you know, both of them are at times on the floor together, but do they – I would imagine that frees Anthony Towns up a little bit to get away from the block where he can actually do some things in an offensive operating area. But have they done a good job of spacing those two out from one another? Yeah, and that's still going to be a work in progress. And so Towns really established himself, for those who didn't know, as one of the premier shooters in the NBA, even as a big man. Uh, he frustrates fans at times because he doesn't do enough damage on the block, but he's top-heavy. And so if you have a low center of gravity defensively, you can keep him from getting good low-post position, and then you may force him into a tough shot. But his game is coming at you right downhill and making a play on slow foot, big, uh, you know, big men who are slow-footed. And then on the, out, on the perimeter, you know, he pulls out you know, big men and, and, and knocks down perimeter shots. Meanwhile, Gobert is going to occupy the paint, step out the screens, good screen and roll big man, while Towns is, is a uh, screen and pop kind of guy. So as far as spacing is concerned, it looked, again, atrocious in the early going. I mean, they had to really get back the basics in terms of what they're doing both offensively and defensively but as it has progressed Towns and Gobert their chemistry has been arguably the best on the team you would think D'Angelo Russell as the point guard and Gobert would establish a nice chemistry and a pick and roll situation but no one has contributed more to more Gobert baskets inside than Towns he's been trying to feed him and give him good looks inside and it's worked more often than not so I give them a lot of credit there, but it's been a constant work in progress in terms of spacing, making sure guys are in good spots, making sure guys are still moving, cutting, staying active, even if they're not necessarily involved in the play, and then on the defensive end, trying to stay connected as well. So it's not pretty at times. There were stretches where their best lineup was actually small ball, but I see this working out uh, uh, far better than what we saw the you know the Sabonis and Turner thing work out during that during that short stint that was unfortunately cut up quite a bit by by injuries but nevertheless um, this is a this is a different group and it's going to have its ups and downs but but right now they seem to be finding some sort of a groove you all know his voice he is Michael Grady and he's back with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline again winners of five straight the Pacers versus Grady's Timberwolves coming up tomorrow night inside of Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Um, MG, I kind of want to talk about the new gig and why Minnesota, why this, and was kind of an NBA TV play-by-play voice. Was that always you felt like the next step after the uh, Yes Network stuff with, with the Nets? Yeah, so the NBA TV stuff started a season ago, and I think it's I think being a part of the Turner family is a, is a, uh, is a big deal. You know, they've got their – Roster for TNT as far as play-by-play guys. Brian Anderson has been really good to me. Ian Eagle, who's been amazing to me, and Kevin Harlan, who's a former Timberwolves announcer. Those are their main three play-by-play guys on on TNT. And then on NBA TV, which is also under that Atlanta Turner umbrella. You know, they have Spiro Didis, they have myself, and they work in a few other folks. 
Um, but that relationship has been amazing, um, working with Grant Hill and Dennis Scott on games, Brendan Haywood from time to time. Um, those guys have been amazing, and I want to continue to uh, continue to do that and, and massage that relationship. And um, it's been uh, mutually beneficial for sure. Um, and 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 Brooklyn, as I mentioned earlier with Jake, it's Brooklyn was Brooklyn will always be um, you know a second home. Uh, I loved it the way they embraced me to come from Indianapolis and then step to a place where, you know, I felt I had a you know a connection always. Love New York. You know, some people are L.A. Got people. Some people are New York people. And I just like the pace of New York. And um, the way Brooklyn embraced me and my time there really meant a lot to me. Um, but in terms of career advancement, if I was comfortable being a sideline reporter um, for a, a long period of time or maybe even the rest of my career, then there's no better place, you know, to be. Um, you know, I've got colleagues who have been sideline reporters for, for a really long time and really enjoyed it. Uh, Mike Trudell is a, is a terrific sideline reporter with the Lakers, and he's been doing it for a long time. And it's a, it's a sweet, sweet, you know, gig, you know, to be able. He's been covering Kobe. He's covering LeBron now. It's a sweet gig. But for me, um, I, you know, I knew at Warren Central High School that I wanted to do play-by-play. Um, and I've enjoyed, and I'm really thankful to, for this, I've enjoyed every step along the way. Uh, from producing with Bob Lovell, doing scoreboard updates, or you know, you know, hosting uh, shows on radio, um, the the sports at RTV6. Uh, I'm going to forget gigs because I had a lot of them, but everything that I was able to do, I thoroughly, you know, enjoyed, and I'm really appreciative for that. And despite, and even though I enjoyed everything, the goal was still to do play by play. And in the NBA, there's only 30 of these opportunities. Um, and so when my intention originally was to, you know, to return to Brooklyn on a short-term deal, but when Minnesota came and came strong and was able to talk to their people, um, you know, A-Rod and uh, who's in a management group and um, other higher-ups on the staff and on the Valley side, um, and then talking to my wife, it was, it was a – it was a no-brainer um, uh, for me. I was hesitant at first. I didn't know a lot about Minnesota, the community, and then to leave from New York and go somewhere else is a big deal. But uh, I was just kind of, you know, reminded that this has been a long-term dream of mine, and uh, I'm really, really thankful and happy with the way things have turned out. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. St. Jude treats children across the country and around the world, regardless of color, creed, or financial capability, because they're committed to love and care for their neighbors. Join me in helping St. Jude give every child with cancer the chance they deserve to survive. Together, we can save more lives. Call now to become a partner in hope. 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898. Five years down the road. Any ideas where you see yourself? Uh, still having fun. I, I, as long as I'm still having fun and, and, and living this dream of being able to call games at the highest level, um, I know that I'm going to be extremely, extremely happy. And, you know, this Thanksgiving week, I'll be, uh, continue to be thankful. So if five years, if I'm still, you know, hollering at the top of my <laughs> vocal capacity, 
about spectacular plays, you know, um, within within feet of some of the best athletes in the world and trying to paint pictures with my words and, and, and ride in the wave of the fans in the building, uh, then, I'll, then I'll definitely be in heaven, my man. What's the longest that somebody can go in walking around the Twin Cities or just spending a day in the Twin Cities without seeing a reference to Prince? You know what? I haven't been. I haven't even been in Minneapolis long enough uh, to know. So I did to, <laughs> to to know that. So I don't think you can get very far uh, where I live. I'm I'm within a stone's throw of his of uh, uh, First Avenue, a famous a famous music venue where he where he got his start. Um, not far from that, there's another Prince mural. But I haven't ventured out too much um, since I got this opportunity. I did the first three weeks of the NFL season. And then I arrived with all of my stuff uh, from New York um, on media day. And then from media day, the wolves were on the road the entire preseason except the last game. And then we've been in season mode. So I I still, Jake, have a ton to explore. I've explored a lot of restaurants because I like to eat. Um, (laughs) But in terms of, uh, in terms of going around and seeing the Prince stuff, man, his, his, his name is brought up quite a bit, um, but it, I, I still have a ton to explore that I'm excited about uh, exploring for sure. Well, the good news right is now, right now it's too damn cold. I was going to say yeah. the, the good news for you is you don't have to explore till the off season because that's when finally yeah. you get out from underneath like 20 below, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm learning about I'm learning about the cold, but um, uh, but yeah, I'll do more exploring when I don't know maybe April, April or April or May. And then I'll I'll be able to walk around and answer that uh, answer that question. But it's already it's already a freeze here in uh, Minnesota. But I'm in, I'm embracing it. I'm embracing. It. I got the North Face, got all the coats ready, and uh, I'm good to go. MG, we'll end with this uh, from afar. Certainly, you'll see one of the surprises of the NBA season, or I guess you've seen him so far from afar tonight or tomorrow night. You'll see yeah. him up close. Uh, just your thoughts on Miles Turner and the Pacers in this start? Yeah, you know. I um I say this uh you know affectionately I have you know a good relationship with Kevin but he had an interview with Chris Haynes where he was talking about his his lineup he said you know we've got I'm out there with Royce O'Neal, Utah Watanabe, um, Eric Sumner, um, I'm with all these guys you know what do you, what do you expect us to look like and it was like dang like you really you really said that uh, he's try he's he's cleaned it up afterwards. Um, but when I look at this Pacers squad, um, I'm, I, I'm, I just reflect on how important coaching is. And again, I was around Bob Lovell a long time, uh, been around other coaches. And I just, when I see a, a coach making his mark on a team, um, I, ju- I just smile. I, this, it's, it's a cool thing in a day and age where we think of everything as being player driven to see a coach go out there with a game plan and coach up talented players and have them go out there and, and play really good um, organized basketball. Um, the Pacers have talent, make no mistake about it. At watching Tyrese Halliburton and what he's doing with the Rock and leading the NBA and assists, the joy that he plays with, the joy that the entire team plays with, with each other. Um, Benedict Matherin, I mean, he had some quotes in the, as, a, as he was drafted. I was there draft night. He had some quotes that was like, oh, my, oh my goodness, really? And I just, you know, not everybody talks like that with that type of bravado. He said some things about LeBron. He said some other things. But that type of audacity 
I, I, I know that from a Pacer fan perspective, you appreciate because a lot of us grew up with that with Reggie Miller. And so to see what he's doing early in his NBA career is special. You know, um, uh, Miles is playing well. There's so many different guys that are contributing. And so they absolutely have talent. Um, but I just, I just, the first thing that comes to mind, Kev, is just applauding the job that Rick Carlisle is uh, doing with the group um, because it's, it's, I mean, it's really, really cool. So I'm looking forward to, you know, Wednesday, looking forward to seeing old friends. We, because of the, the pandemic, um, I haven't, you know, been able to come to Indy for a Pacers game in, in a couple of years now. So it's, it's long overdue. Um, can't wait to, to uh, get there, give a lot of people a hug, Nancy Leonard a hug, and um, enjoy this game because what is it? The Kings have the longest active winning streak now after the Celtics lost last night. Um, so Pacers have the second longest active winning streak in the the Wolves have the third long, uh, third longest active winning streak. Really? So it'll be a fun, it'll be a fun night. Yeah, it can be an awesome atmosphere. Always the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, a great game, and then a lot of storylines off of that. MG, congrats, man! I, I know I speak for a lot of people in saying we are beyond happy for you, and glad the schedule offers you an opportunity to see the family around Thanksgiving as well. So, continue the best, uh, safe travels this entire season, and thanks for making time for us. Hey, appreciate you guys. You and your families have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks so much.